episode whatever. <laughs> 64, I think. Episode 666. <laughs> episode 666 is for fucking sure. Um, of the of Good, the good friends, friends Podcast. podcast. <laughs> we took a long, leisurely hiatus. This is actually episode 65, but... um. Oh. You know, whatever. We took a leisurely hiatus, a nice three... Not week, like it matters anymore. Three-week break. Um, this is... Um, our return <laughs> and it <laughs> the world was one thing when we stopped recording and now it is another but twist yeah. it's been this world all along <laughs> right that's true so okay well no now the racists are more emboldened oh my god <laughs> every single oh my god they were always racist but now they feel like they run stuff I know, right, right. Um, yeah, are you gonna cry? Fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna really try not to cry on on air. So no, you should cry. I, this would be great. Please cry. I I'm gonna. I really will try not to, only because it's audio wise. It's gonna be such a nightmare for everyone listening. But yeah. I have been crying in waves for 72 hours. <laughs> okay, wait. I have questions for you. Okay. How how is your family doing? In the wake of this news. So, um, do you have other questions or should I answer that one first? That's the first one. Okay. Um, so, my mother and I were texting all during election night. And then when things began to turn, we sort of stopped texting. And right. we have not spoken since. <laughs> but not because you're mad at each other. Zero. I just don't. Presumably. I just don't even know what to say like i don't i had this impulse to call my mom on wednesday and it was because i needed some like assurance or some sense of like confidence and then i realized that i like don't even want to ask that of her because i i know exactly what she's thinking and feeling right now which is that she has seen this play out once already really yeah this is exactly so i think what's really crazy about this moment is that if you are of i don't know if, if you're oh. if you're an iranian american i right. can tell you you are i'm sure the sentiment was very familiar after 9 11 it's very, well no it's not that it's that you i've grown up hearing my parents talk about what happened in Iran, ah, when Ayatollah right. Khomeini like came into power, essentially, yeah. the way that it happened and kind of like the way that it began to like deteriorate the country as they knew it, and mm-hmm. it, and so I do, see, I see like a lot of it's not quite a similarity because it would be crazy to say that in three days I'm I've witnessed the thing that my parents saw happen over the course of like years like it's not quite that but it's uncanny in like other ways. And hmm. so I do think that my mom is definitely thinking about that. I think she's thinking a lot about Iran for sure. Um, okay. Because one, because of the implications of what this means for like the um, historic Iran nuclear deal that is like sure to be obliterated. Um, wow. But also, yeah, I think she's thinking of a lot of things and I, yeah, I don't know. I just have, I've weirdly just not wanted to even like hear from her yet. What is that noise? <laughs> what was that noise? That's, oh, can you not hear? Can you hear that? Yes, I can hear that. What is that? <laughs> That's me turning down my my headphones. Oh my, God, my, a moment. my Bluetooth my Bluetooth headphones make a noise now when they when you turn them down. Mm, another technology has fucked us again. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you haven't talked to your mom because you don't want to? Yeah, I don't you're, want or, to. Or are you afraid of what she would have to say? I know. I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's a really, it's really funny that I haven't. I don't want to. I really just don't want to talk to her. <laughs> I mean, I do want to, but I've just sort of been in such a um, contemplative place. Yeah. I don't know. It's really intense. I don't know why. That's interesting. I haven't spoken. I just feel like I'm so. I'm in such. I don't know. I think it's it, it it speaks to like a certain way that I grieve personally, which is like removed. I don't share it. Right. I just sort of like try to process it first and find a way to like emotionally articulate what I'm thinking and feeling before I like bring it to someone to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. That's just sort of like how I'm wired. And 
that is how I know I'm grieving. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because I can see my, like, the the way that I'm treated. Like, like every election or anytime there's, like, an event that is this sort of abstract, meaning something that is not directly about me or happening to me, like, of course I will talk to people about it and be like, can you believe, like, this is insane. But, like, this is the first time that, like, a cultural event has happened where my instinct is not to try to connect with people who I know are feeling the same way. I actually am reacting as if, someone has died or something has happened and i'm like it's a completely it's a reaction that i've never had with something like this it's the kind of reaction i had when like like my i don't even know like when my grandmother died that is how it feels where i like didn't speak to my mother for like a day or two gave space needed space and then we talked because we sort of like Mm. needed a minute but i never thought i would be referring to that processing during a presidential election Right. Maybe an assassination, but like not mm-hmm. an election, not just like the winning or losing of like a party. Right. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I kind of am stressed about talking to my parents about it as well. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I think it's I think it stresses me out to get their perspective on it because they've been around for so much longer. Yeah, totally. And it would kind of freak me out if they like reacted like I did where it's like. I don't know what's going to happen because usually they always know what's going to happen. That is exactly right. That's exactly right. They're like my rock. They have a, you know, they're always there to to guide me through tough times. And I'm kind of, frankly, I'm kind of afraid that they're not going to have an answer. Totally. Totally. That's like totally exactly another element of like why I didn't, like I completely relate to that. Where like you also don't want to like force them to bear the burden of that in some weird way. You know what I mean? Even though that's what they're there for. There is this, yeah, I don't, my fear is that I would pick up the phone and she, that she would not tell me what I want to hear, which is like, these things come in waves, you know, it's change. It's just, I mean, these are things that intellectually could be and is, but like, yeah, totally. To hear like the defining authority of your life and like you're the nurturer that has like raised you, like, tell you essentially that they feel the same thing that you do is horrifying and it it's is. it's totally is that is that what your parents have said have you spoken to them no i haven't talked no i haven't talked to them either it's crazy right like i like talked to i chatted with my oldest brother a little bit kind of uh blamed him and my other brother for saying trump would never have a, a shot in the world i said hey remember when you told me that they that he, there was no shot Remember that? Uh, do you remember me saying that he has a very good shot of winning a lot? Yes, I do. Yes, yes. On this podcast? I do. I do. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember what, do you remember like way back in like March or whenever the fuck mm-hmm. when I was like, hey, this is kind of funny. Trump's funny. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> My I bad. Mean... Also, on behalf of white people, I apologize. So, okay, 100%. But. <laughs> apology accepted. <laughs> most of it, you should probably be hitting up Janet because white women, they failed us. I mean, so there is what makes this election so intense and fascinating to unpack is there are just so many pockets. To, it feels like a hall of mirrors. Like, you can just walk into a hundred different rooms and see some other version of the same thing staring back at you but like that statistic what was the percentage like 46 47 percent is that right white women or or white people white women Uh, oh uh let me see i texted my brother the the stat it was look it was an uh, it was like a hysterically high percentage well i have the i have the well i have the demographic breakdown in terms of age uh but not not sex there is a very the, well the age the age breakdown is like a moment of like you know potential levity because people in like young people overwhelmingly voted blue but I mean like these things just feel so irrelevant in some oh wait way, I got right? the stat right here fifty three percent of white women voted for Trump fifty three right okay I knew it was yeah. like hovering around like the halfway point that was. That statistic is so that statistic just reinforces this like long held like challenge to white feminism and this sort of like, you know, people who really preach intersectionality have often said this, this notion that like white women will protect their race before their gender. Hmm. And 
it's really just crazy to sort of see um see these like broad statements sort of like come to life on a quantitative level like I could not I could not believe that because that was the 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 single women were supposed to be leading this election essentially in They're the, always like the deciding demographic, they right? They have been for the, like last, for the last three elections. They have been the deciding demographic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so one naturally assumes that even if they're going to, if they're not going to just uh, like pick Hillary, that they certainly would not pick Donald Trump, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I really, I really, I literally cannot, I literally cannot believe it. I literally cannot believe it. Especially after like the pussy talk. You just have to ask yourself, like, like, this is sort of the full breadth of, like, the patriarchy's influence, right? That, like, women would feel safer with this man because that is the culture that they recognize so fully mm, that like so hard. the no, that the idea of Hillary is so still so odd to even them that Donald Trump just who looks like nothing I've seen before looks more like the world as it is to them. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, does that make sense? That yeah. that is sort yeah. of like, I just am so baffled and I'm so shocked and I'm literally appalled, but yeah, I don't even know. I mean, this this election just operates on so many different frequencies on race, on on gender, on um. I mean, like on. I don't even. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know. So do you, wait. Just okay. like, yeah. What was your? Do you want to like recount? What was your election night situation? Like, what was your election day? Like, what was that whole process? Well, I had voted um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, mailed my ballot in, right? Like a good, like a good Californian. Like voted. A good boy. Okay. Your girl RHC. HRC. HR whatever. <laughs> oh shit. Republican House Committee. <laughs> no, no, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yeah, HRC. That's what I said, you right? Said R-A-C. I, I did, oh, I did. You did. Fuck that. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Already a memory. Continue. Uh, so I voted for her. I voted, you know I, I voted against the condom ban the the the, the must wear condom uh, You voted rule against porn. it? Yeah, dude. Why? Cuz I'll, I'll have more on that later. Uh, Voted that down real quick. I I actually skipped to that part in the ballot first. I got that out of the way and then went back and voted for the the president. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, why? The porn Uh, condom and porn ban? I mean, why why do we need to make porn stars wear condoms? I don't get that. For for the transition of sexually transmitted diseases. Isn't that the anxiety? I I didn't vote. I'm registered in New York, so this was not on my ballot. It's stupid because I think the people who are in the porn and making the porn should make should should be deciding those things, not not people who who uh, aren't involved at all. I don't think the consumers should be the consumers and like little old ladies who've never been involved in the pornography industry. It, it, like every single porn star was against that ballot. I don't see how you could vote for it. Why were they against the ballot? Because they didn't want to. They they thought I don't know. Uh, I mean, whatever. I don't think it's uh, up for debate, dude. Sorry, yes. sorry. Or not? No, no it, didn't it didn't pass. Wait, I'm also confused because I thought this was already a thing. Uh, you know. Was this not already like something that was either like largely approved or like expected? I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, got anyway, beaten, beaten down. down. That's, 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 that's what's important. That's what's important. Condoms. <laughs> condoms. Rod, that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. So anyway, so anyway, 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 Totally. I think so. Yeah, I mean, how could it not have? Yeah, I mean, this whole election, the stats have been dictated by whoever was running the news cycle at the given time. It felt like the pussy talk happened, and then after that, it was like, okay, like, like the debates happened, Trump embarrassed himself, then the pussy thing came out, he embarrassed himself even more. I was still waiting on the, thanks, anonymous Facebook group of audio workers of America. Never dropped. Yeah, you guys really helped us out. 
We could have used it right after the FBI moment. Yes, please. Come on. You're blowing it. You blew it. Done. Yeah, done blown. Yes, it's been blown. Condomless. <laughs> anyway. I was right about to say. Okay, continue. So, so you thought she had a good chance until so Friday before the election. Until whenever that fucking FBI thing dropped. When was that, was Friday? I think it was yeah. Friday, yeah. So it was Friday. They, they have that. And then like Monday evening, it's like, oh, we didn't find anything. Thanks. Great. So fucking insane. Yeah, so great. And then basically all of Tuesday, I ignored everything. Ignored stuff because I was anxious. I, I, I really didn't have a good feeling. Anxious, anxious, anxious. Didn't check anything. I think I was watching Mad Men all night. And then like uh, uh, one of my buddies from Davis, t- I got texts from like at least four people like, hey, any room in Canada? And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my fuck. And then, like, one of my really good friends, Patrick, who's, like, really plugged into politics, texted me, and he's like, it's really not looking good. Were you not watching? Smash you were watching cut. the sets. No. Smash cut to me checking the, the live New York Times uh, updater, and it's got fucking Trump at 80% victory rate. <laughs> and at that point, I was just like, uh, at that point, I, 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 I don't even know. I don't even know what to do. Like this motherfucker, the guy who is a is a reality TV star is going to be the next president of the United States, which is exactly right. <laughs> which was like the first, t- which is why for him, that was like the first thing that made me be like, we should take him seriously, <laughs> truly, because that just feels like exactly right. That just feels like it's exactly where American culture is. And the a thing reality I'm- star and some model, some like shitty porny model i'm not slut shaming but she's like some shitty ass model uh, it's just like now every time i think about the obama administration i'm immediately gonna say like yeah but it was followed by trump right like the kind of like progressive like love-filled moments of 2008 and 2012 are now ruined by 2016 right and the platform that he ran on and kind because of like the two the way are that, so in, inextricably linked and the way that he's like emboldened racists all over the country in just in two days in two days time like there's reports of like kkk members holding rallies and and taking over public spaces celebrations rallies. yeah celebratory rallies uh you know I, I i mean if you i don't i mean i think this sean white i think he's kind of crazy the guy who's the justice writer for the New York Times. What's the guy's name? Sean King. Oh, Sean King. He's been kind of tweeting out a bunch of stuff ever since uh, Trump has taken over mm-hmm. the presidency or has been named president-elect. And just like going through his timeline on Twitter, it's just so fucking depressing. <sighs> it's insane. What do we have do you... about... what? Have I what? What were you going to no, say? No, never mind. No, you, you go. What do, you th- what do we do about people who... Like, what do we do intellectually with, like, Bernie voters that swing that swing the other way for Trump and voted for him? What do we do with that? With that well, notion? I don't know. What do I do with fucking Colin Kaepernick saying he didn't vote? Colin Kaepernick didn't vote? No! <laughs> like, I, I, his, like, his logic was, like, both candidates were going to continue oppressing people of color but but it's like dude okay even if you didn't want to vote for the presidency there were very important ballot measures yes, on the cal- voting, on, uh, like, it wasn't just prop 57 was name. about like like felon felons coming back into society and stuff it's not just about you know this it's is, not just the fucking president <laughs> no oh my god colin kaepernick like vote. oh my god that is insane that is insane that is insane I mean, it didn't matter for him because he lives in California, but, like, imagine the Colin Kaepernick's this, of Florida right. or Ohio or Pennsylvania. But just, like, the audacity of being, like, somebody whose identity is now linked to American protests and, like, American civil liberties. <laughs> you know I, I what I don't mean? get it. I don't understand. I don't understand the logic. Uh, it just seems like it's complacency and, and honestly, like... And I've it's kind smug. Of, it's so smug. I've kind of always been critical. I, I mean, like... I. He's been very eloquent and stuff, but like, just as a as a 49er fan, until, up until he 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 took the stand for Black Lives Matter, he's always kind of been someone who's kind of a goofball. Didn't really know, 
like the he didn't really know the ins and outs of the way to address the media work with the media and mm-hmm. just like the fact that he didn't vote kind of comes off as like dude you just didn't you didn't do your homework like you right like you think you're taking a stand by not voting like that's the opposite of what you're doing you're right. just lying down right no absolutely i completely agree with that i mean i think with kaepernick like there was also just the i think like the lunacy of people's reaction to his protest was so deafeningly dumb that it elevated his action as more emboldened than even it was. Do you know what I mean? I mean like, yeah, and now people are like now people are like more the the racists who had who were so like appalled by what he was doing, now they're right. Right. I mean, not th- they're not right, but that's what everyone else is going to think. Stupid right. people are going to be like, oh, he was wrong, obviously. Right. Right. Do you understand? It's so, it's so intense. It's just so intense. It feels like there's just such an existential dread that has come out of this election, this result. You know, and- like... The, the Bernie people who think that, like, Trump is just going to burn the house down and, like, everything's going to start anew. Like, it's, like, some kind of, like, phoenix rising from the ashes. Right. Like, look at who he's nominating for his cabinet. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Newt Gingrich? What the fuck? Rudy Giuliani? Secretary of State Attorney General. <laughs> like, Newt Gingrich? Newt Gingrich. That guy what who, do, what who... What do Republicans do with this? I... I don't know. They're probably kind of not upset. But they at probably, the same time, they're also not they probably, happy, right? Well, they're probably like looking at Mike Pence going like, yeah, dude, we got this. Right. Oh you think God. Trump's going to be in charge of making any decisions? No. Trump is going to be the showman. Yeah. Trump's going to distract us inadvertently, <laughs> you know? Yeah. While, this, yeah. while everyone else does other shit. Like, like honestly... I don't know what's going to happen with abortions. We know what's going to happen. Women's reproductive health is is probably going to have like the hardest four years of of any, uh, you know, any fucking piece of American freedom. Yes, uh, there's a there's an extremely high Planned chance Parenthood, that Roe v. Wade will be turned over. Not really over sure time. what's going to happen there. Funding will be cut. We know. <laughs> we know. I, and it's like doesn't make any sense at all at all maybe in 20 in in 2004 or whenever the elections were 2000 2004 maybe it made more sense to me because i was like kind of more religious back then Mm. but just the fact that they could be taking away a woman's right to choose what's going on with their body just seems so it seems so like ancient and weird and and it just unsafe. seems like such a illogical and not smart. It's just not smart. It's it's not smart and it's it's not it's not smart. It's not moral and it also just feels like there's so much. It, it's such a it's such a microscopic area to focus on. Oh as my a god, politician. dude! There's such a, there's such other bigger battles to fight than right. Roe v. Wade. Like, I wish I could understand why these poor white people who will continue to suffer under this presidency, even though they are the reason we have the president-elect we have, why are they so obsessed with the things that have nothing to do (sighs) with the economy, nothing to do with actually hurting them? Like, I cannot understand. Clinging to stuff like jobs centered around fossil fuels and, like, trying to make – like, acting as if, like, a ruling on abortion uh, is going to make or break – happiness in their life right it's like so asinine and my empathy is almost high because it's so sad how little their lives will change right and they're so ignorant that they can't see it so it's like you almost just feel bad for rural white people who decided this election it's you do i I do that's that was why i cried last night when i was sitting with elvin at this bar i was Trying to rectify my anger and my empathy is like a full-time job right now. Like because they don't know what they're in for. They don't. Who's going to suffer the most out of the out of all of us? Black they people, are. and then probably poor white people. Right. Well, sorry, black people, Mexican people, probably Muslim people, and then poor white people. But poor white people will 
I, I think that there is something about the suffering of poor white people in the next four years that will be particularly brutal because there is this sense among them that they're finally going to be seen. Do I know, you know dude, what I mean? That, that's like, but I kind of, I think that's kind of funny though, because like, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, maybe it's, it's be- violent. Uh, yeah, it's very violent. And then also I'm such an evil asshole that I like kind of want to see them suffer a bit, right. even though they've it, already it, it suffered. Is- Totally. If you're bloodthirsty, which you know I am, it, it it is it's literally like Bane in The Dark Knight Rises when he's like, you can't get out of this pit or this prison, but like we leave the opening open so that people can like see light and yeah. so that they have hope because that is like torturous. It's like the ultimate form of torture, you know? <sighs> but just yeah. like I cannot believe I it's so funny. it's 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 so funny because like the only thing I can say is like I can't believe it I can't believe it but like I can believe it too do you know what I mean? Of course yeah. I can believe it. It's so intense. And what do we do about these white women? <laughs> no, dude. What do we do? You know, Make it's them so feel funny. Better because, about being a woman. I mean, it's funny because for the last few years, really under the. I don't know. Obama's presidency has is such a fascinating is such a fascinating thing. Like we're really feeling the just everything took I feel like the white identity became so undeniable under Obama's presidency. Like there was never the sense that we'd had a white president until we'd had a black one. Do you know what I mean? And this whole idea of like you know what it means to be white. It was just like never in question it was never the center of the conversation because it was just an assumed state of being you know that's so true and it's just so funny how undone it's become how much white identity has been like and it's funny because like i was just thinking about how over the last few years there's been really over the last eight over obama's presidency like there's been such a cultural focus on white girls like you know the aesthetics of white girls the taste of white girls just like what it is to be a white girl a white girl has become sort of like um a pejorative term you know what i mean it's become basically mm. this way of talking about i don't know just sort of like basicness. lameness basicness lameness like it mm. speaks to a certain lack of taste it speaks to sort of um just sort of like where your capitalist desires fall which is on just like basic consumer goods like bas- like you're a man starbucks like you're- starbucks yeah all uh, this shit ugg boots yeah yeah like all this stuff couture, like it's an a- yeah. it's an aesthetic it's a state of mind like a white it's like been the butt of a joke and it is really funny to just think of like how all of these pockets of like whiteness that like left leaning media has sort of poked and prodded yeah um has sort of sprung back in this like surprisingly angry way like no i'm not surprised that like poor white people in the rust belt are angry no but it was really interesting to be like this like it felt like the skin of white girls was really thin or something i don't know how to articulate it but it's really intense because like i think people haven't really had to come to terms with race white people i mean no zero their own white people yeah white people have never been in a position where they had to think about it until probably you're right until Obama got elected and they realized like, Oh wait, like, uh, like white is a race. Right. You know, people just assume like, I think a lot of white people in the Rust Belt and especially ones who like get freaked out about like Muslim people and Mexicans and stuff. Like, I think this isn't like, I mean, people of color have known this forever, Mm -hmm. but like, just being an American, I feel like people in the Rust Belt assume being an American is like being a white person. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So they like see, they like see this black guy who maybe was born in Kenya. Right. Win the presidency and then they feel like there's like a race war going on. It's like, right. what? This motherfucker was born in the United States. Like, right. Like all these Mexican people who you claim are here like illegally and you know, they're setting up families like they're just immigrating to the United States just like your shitty German ancestors did or your shitty Irish ancestors yeah. did millions of years ago. Like this is just the way it works. This is America's supposed to be like a social experiment mixture of all, at least today. It's a po- right. that's what ideally it's supposed to be just a mixture of people from all over the world coming together under one flag to make lives better for each other. Totally. But there and is this there was this sense suddenly where it felt like white people like all of a sudden people were on attack yeah they were like right. oh, oh shit on the oh, defensive shit. 
on the defensive they're, with no offensive. <laughs> there was nothing for happening. Our, yeah, they're coming for our freedoms and our right. guns. Right. Fuck. And I think that that is the other thing that's scary. I mean, you use the word experiment, and I think that that is what has really, like, hit me over the course of, like, this whole election, where, like, I'm reminded again and again that, like, America is, is an experiment. This whole, this whole superpower is built on this just, like, an experiment. Like, a, they're, just, they're trying something out, you know what I mean? And, like, it feels like, again, I mean, it's tough because, like, it's so hard to undo – it's hard to fix something that started with a bad idea. You know what I mean? Building yes. this country off of slave labor. Like you can never undo the that. origins of this place. Black people in America. Yes. You can never undo it. You can never undo it. I mean like right. – And so it's Even just, just like built gen- into the Even just like genocidal – yeah, the, the whole like, yes. genocide of the Native Americans. Right, the genocide stuff. of the Native Americans, the shipping of black bodies here used as labor. And then, you know, it is, it's just like the origin of this country, the intention was pure, but the origin was fundamentally evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is a really intense thing to grapple with because, like, it's true that, like, the notion of America is a beautiful notion, but, like, it's, it's, it puts, it's such a strange, it's a state of schizophrenia to have to, like, simultaneously acknowledge that like nobody then thought that these acts were evil and that has not really changed much (laughs) you know what i mean like no i mean it starts with like the way that we're educated about the history of our country right like you don't really find out how much stuff was fucked up until like high school i don't know you should probably people should probably be learning about uh i mean it's just important not to lie about to lie to yourself and to lie to the children about the way that the country was created Right. And I mean, I think the problem with that is that like the country's other credo is like really intense patriotism. Yes. And I just don't see use in that. I don't see use in being patriotic and like pledging love for your country. Like I understand respecting your country, but like, but like pride is ego, right? Like pride, like we talk about American pride, but like, you know, when someone is, that's hubris. Like Like you should be proud in your country when something cool happens or when you feel Pride. It's not a blanket. It's not a thing you that is just true obliga- all the time. Yeah, right. And I Obligation just feel, in one, yeah. Exactly, because when you have this blinding pride, you're not confronted. You're not confronting anything. Right. You know, you're not confronting anything. And like, and you know what, dude? That's like a feeling. Like it doesn't. It's not logic. You don't think about it. It's just a feeling that you have. And I think that's what Donald Trump was able to tap into. Yeah. It's not like you talk to like Trump voters. You can't argue with them. Like. Trying to right. argue with someone who feels the way that they feel right. is useless, and you're never going to get anywhere. It's totally. Like they feel like this. That's just what they think is right. Right. Absolutely. You're not right. Because, like, if you're a liberal, you expect a certain degree of, like, intellectual engagement. But, like, this election was emotional. It was about, you know, it was reactionary, clearly. It was, it was about feelings. You're completely right. Like, Trump didn't have to mention one word about policy. No. He just had to sort of like tap into how people felt, make them feel it more, and then come up with some turns of phrase that he could use to trigger huh. those feelings. So he mentions like a or wall. scapegoats. Yeah, scapegoats. Right. He brings Journalists, up yeah. He brings up the Muslims, media. He brings up the Mexicans, wall. He brings up radical yeah. Islam, and he just like mentions these words to make them feel scared, mm. to make them feel like he's funny. I mean, it's just like. Do you know uh do you know a historical figure who also was able to tap into people's feelings using scapegoats and and promises of a of a brighter future? He sounds V familiar. What's his name? <laughs> his name starts with an A and it rhymes with Badolf. His <laughs> last name rhymes with Shitler. Yeah. I've heard of him. He was a judge on the voice, right? <laughs> mm, close. Oh, what was it? What was he? What was his name? What was yeah? What did yeah? What was he his name? was. He what was did he do? What did he born do? an Austrian, came to power in Germany. He wasn't a he wasn't a judge on The Voice. No, he started a little thing called World War Two. Was that a reality show? Last guess. Not a reality show. I give up. Adolf Hitler. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Of course. Um, Adolf Hitler. My bad. It was on the tip of my tongue, though. Yeah. It was like the voice, the voice, the Third Reich. My bad. Yes. Um, 
I will say the voice has very like a, like a Nazi color scheme, <laughs> like red, black, very black, red, and white. Yeah, it's a little Nazi-ish. And seeing Ari, and there's always like an Aryan. There's always like Christina yeah. Aguilera. Glenn Looking Stephane. at you, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Shakira, my girl. No, I love Shakira. Right. Um, and she's not Aryan. She's like four feet. I'm like, you're a legal dwarf. Something went wrong here. <laughs> um. Also, she's on the voice. Her voice, she sounds like a frog. <laughs> right. We have a country singer, a pop singer, yeah. an R&B singer, and a legal dwarf. Oh, I got a bar, so I'm not and like an amphibian. Kira. <laughs> and for the first time in reality TV history, a sentient sponge. Like another man, my father. So insane. Um, oh, man. Oh, man, it feels good to laugh. Okay, so, okay, so, um, okay, so what do you, okay, so I do feel like it is, there is this real debate between whether this election was, like, born out of racism or born out of sexism. I'm seeing, like, a lot of, like, differing final opinions. I don't think it's black or white, but I do feel like the media is constantly trying. I think depending on, like, who you are as a writer, if you're, like, a black political writer, if you're a female political writer, like, you're sort of, like, there is this, like, weird line in the think piece sand that I'm finding, like, really interesting and also, like, very wrong and incorrect, but, like, really interesting. Well, I don't know if you've noticed. I also think it's, like, a combination of those two racism sexism but i also think it's kind of like ageism i don't know if you Mm. saw that the map of what the electoral college would look like if only millennials voted but pretty much like 80 percent of the map was blue yeah so i i mean yeah i mean yeah it's i saw that it was crazy it was like kentucky was like red (laughs) right it's like white people's fault totally it's totally white women's fault it's totally old people's fault because guess who votes old people old people 46 like 46.9 percent of like what was it Um, eligible voters didn't vote didn't vote fucking lunatics did you see that trump had less uh popular votes than mitt romney or john mccain from last really oh my god how what is this is this election is just about so many fucked up things that is what is unbelievable about it It feels like literally like the like the ocean has receded and there's just like trash that we're now siphoning through yeah it's like the electoral college like the failure of like the system the failure of the like the evilness of the republicans the stupidity and naivete of the liberals like the like insidiousness of the media and their like obsession with money like the like denseness of old people and like the dumbness of young people who don't vote like in what universe in what universe do you not show up to vote for this election i don't understand me neither i don't get it i really do not get it you should be fucking taxed if you don't vote i don't get why it's optional that's a good idea yes it is it should be required. A democracy is it's not it's and people are like, well, that goes against like the democratic principle. No, it doesn't. Like democratic principles are not like you are free to not use your voice if you don't want to. I mean, like, yeah, sure, that's part of it. And you could pay that tax if you want, but people need an incentive, like, clearly. People do need an incentive, and I think a lot of it probably I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of people who didn't come out and vote because they were like, there's no way Trump's going to win. I do not. Okay, I definitely think you're right. And I think that those people are insane. There was never one moment during this election when I didn't think that he at least had a shot. I didn't think he was going to win the whole time, but I knew that there was never a reason to not take him seriously. Ever. Ever. Especially after Brexit. I could not believe that Mm. people are still approaching American elections as separate from global elections, global mood, the global tenor. Like, how can you watch what happened in the UK and not, how can you not just understand what is happening in the world? This sort of isolationist, like, trend that we're seeing. Like, what Le Pen is doing in France and, like, pushing Mm -hmm. this, like, nationalist movement. Like, what's happening in Austria? Like, what's probably going to happen in, like, Italy or Spain or something? The guy in the Netherlands also is, like, a a severely conservative. Yes! uh, Yeah, I mean, this is... I mean, this is like a, I think it's, well, in Europe, clearly it's a direct result of like radical Islam, which, which itself is a result of like shitty global politics from Cold War era bullshit. Of course. Um, But radical, it's the same shit here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's about a lot of things. 
I mean, Here, in the UK, yeah. it was about it was about missing jobs. It yeah. was about anti-immigrant sentiment, and it was about the yeah. threat of radical Islam, and it was about borders. So, it's like, like everybody having to deal with the like globalism, as if that's ever going to go away. Yeah, globalization. I mean, like. Yeah, globalization. It's just all about money. It's about every. Oh my god! It's just like. It's like until until money is removed as like a primary focus, which is impossible to even imagine the end of like a capitalist idea like that. It's just nothing will change, right? Like no, well, nothing yeah, will no. change. Like it's tough, exploiting tough to see how cheap labor is always going to win out. So of so course they're going to close local jobs. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right. I just can't I believe mean, it. What, what? Like, can we just get like a group of like the the IKEA team into the United States and like fix everything, please? Like, how does Sweden have it so great? Why is ever, no one in Sweden ever upset about it? Because there's no immigrants in Sweden. <laughs> you think? Is that really what's it? What's up? No, yes. there's got to be immigrants. No, come on. That's not. What why. is the predominant racial makeup of that country? I don't know. It's not a melting pot. I'm well, but that's like kind of where white people are come from. You know what I mean? There's right, still but that's my point. That's my point. I mean, I'm not saying that that is the that is like the main thing, but like all these countries with high happiness rates or whatever, like Sweden, it's all like Scandinavian countries. Iceland. Iceland. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that there is yeah. just this sort of there's this sense of containment or something that allows them to thrive. And there's also just like a sense of logic. I mean, like that. It's that I'm approaching this more from like a. Um, ethnocentric view of like viewing the things that are causing my country to quote unquote crumble and applying it to them. The reality is like there's a better education system over there. So people are more intelligent, probably they're like better informed. Like there's just like a system in place to make sure that they're making rational decisions. If the Rust Belt, if like public schools across the country were incredible, but like poor, but like you knew that like your kids were still getting a good education. I still don't, I don't think the Rust Belt would have necessarily voted for Trump. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. they would have been like, I've lost my jobs. They've forgotten about me. These people are nightmares. Trump is awful. Hillary is just as awful. She's, you know, connected to the big banks, but there's no way that my ass can expect this dude to save me. I'm the, I'm smart enough to know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's a failure of the education that no one's getting educated. Oh, my God. It makes me so well, mad. But I really just don't understand how America just thinks it's so exempt from everything. You know what I mean? Like... They just think that they're exempt from, like, this type of leader coming to power. They think they're exempt from, like, what they see happening globally across the – like, across the earth they see this shit happening. They're like, it could never happen here. This election – this election, if you if you made a Venn diagram of what's been happening in this election, what's been happening elsewhere, like, everything is in the middle. Few things are really orbiting into those second circles. And yet still people were like, yeah, but there's no way he's going to win. <laughs> Well, that's because we're America, and fuck you, dude, if yeah. you disagree with me. Right. It's that pride thing again. Fuck you, dude. Oh, I mean, we've talked so much about Trump, but, like, I feel so bad for Hillary. <laughs> uh, what? No, come on. I c- bad for Hillary Robinson? I feel so, so bad for Hillary. To be as prepared as she was and to lose an election to someone who didn't even feign intelligence is in, is in it's so insulting you it's the most she, insulting thing that i could imagine happening well you don't think she's like how can none of the blame fall on her shoulders i don't understand that no some of the blame falls on the shoulder i mean my empathy i mean all the blame falls on poor white voters and i still feel bad for them <laughs> yeah that's true. you know like it's not like my i'm not saying i'm I mean, a lot of it falls on her shoulders. It was insane that she didn't preach an economic message for the entire duration of her campaign once Bernie conceded. That was crazy. That was crazy. If you saw the numbers, you knew that, like, rural poor Americans were going to maybe not be, like, the deciding factor that they turned out to be, but certainly a base that, like, someone was riling up. Like, why would you not preach a coherent economic message? That was a bad yeah. campaign. That was not a good campaign. They definitely didn't hit the mark, and I also think a big issue uh, was trying to, like, I don't know, just, like, just just even, like, meeting Donald Trump's, like, barbs and his, like, crazy rhetoric, uh, I think is a mistake. I think, like, the more that crazy alt-right people saw how, like, upset and mad 
liberals were about Donald Trump, I think that like, I mean, I think that made him a stronger candidate because they wanted what, like the people who elected Obama, they wanted those people to get pissed and yeah. be mad. You know what I mean? Right. No, it's true. It's completely true because the alt right is born on the internet, and so they have a taste yeah. for irreverence, trolling, so, trolling for trolling. Right. Like Britbart, all that stuff. So like Trump to them was exciting because he was an instigator of free speech and like political incorrectness and like that was not about politics it was just about the how how language has been politicized he was so excited you know that was such an internet moment what's crazy is just being like tea party birtherism like all this shit has just been like in the air i just didn't think i mean that tea party is part of this right in some vague totally. way yeah, we totally dude. they're like part this of the skeleton like, of this whole uh, monster one thousand percent they just like didn't mobilize but they like infiltrated the way people think oh my god and the fucking media who just gave trump a platform he didn't have to spend any money marketing himself or really campaigning on tv because he was just getting press all the time Dude, i bet guarantee you the people who are psyched about donald trump's like uh, presidential win the people who voted for him and whoever is the head of cnn right nbc msnbc fox right. all the media people are like licking their chops because the motherfucker just every single thing i see on the internet trump i click on He's got so many followers on Twitter. I don't know. He just is like a train wreck that people can't take their eyes off of. Right. I mean, he's a show. That's that's the thing he's always done. <laughs> you know, you just didn't think he would ascend into politics, but it's more that you just didn't. It's more that you just hoped that politics would never go to this level. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but so we should we like? Known. Should I unfollow him on Twitter? Should I, like, never yes, click on a Trump never, headline? Of course not. I, I can't believe yeah. anyone followed him on Twitter. First of all, you're going to see his tweets. Why contribute to his follower totally. account? I've never followed him once. I got Rula to unfollow him, like, a few months ago. I was like, there's... I don't understand why people would follow him. I, I see all his tweets. Oh, my God. I see I all his I, tweets anyway. I figured I should follow him because he's the next president of the United States. But, yeah. I'll unnecessary. Him. Truly Let unnecessary. Call out... Let me call out some of his followers. Joey BK, unfollow him. Hit it. Uh, none of these other people you'll know. S- say it out loud. Maybe they're Ken listening. M, funny uh, internet troll who we've talked about on this podcast before. Yes. Ken. You should unfollow him. Yeah, Ken, uh, come on, dude. Come on. Uh, hmm. Louis Thoreau, famous documentarian. Come on. Ken, come on. Let Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers, did you see his thing? What? No, I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. It was pretty emotional. Pablo Estore. Pop. Come on, dude. Come on. Y'all, everyone, everyone, unfollow this dude. But it doesn't even matter anymore. (laughs) No, it doesn't matter. This is such a like. This is such a dour episode because it's really. Do you think he's gonna get impeached? What could he do to get impeached? I mean, the sexual... He, he, look, January 20th is the day he assumes office. He's not... He can't pardon himself until then if he if he gets accused of uh, sexual assault. These sexual assault allegations, if they come to light, if, like, one of your anonymous Facebook audio dudes come out with a word, a, a tape of him saying the N-word, or... You can't you know, get impeached uh, for that, can you? Well, well, I don't know. Bill Clinton was... Well, well, he was impeached for lying in front of Congress. Yeah, right? for perjury. Yeah. Well, hopefully he lies in front of Congress. <clears throat> Although, like, what would be great about him getting impeached? Then Mike Pence is president? True. You know yeah. what I mean? This is about it. This is an endurance get test. Mike Pence impeached? Oh, that's the key. Dude, Pence He's is the nightmare. Yeah. He's the problem. True. Trump is just, Trump is awful because he, like, he proves that this shit works. You know what I mean? He's bad on like a symbolic level. Mike Pence is like on a legislative Actually level, a, like a horror story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then like after them, it's Paul Ryan who's like 
arguably worse than Mike Pence. I don't know. Paul Ryan is such an interesting dude. Paul Ryan is like, if Trump had lost, I was so interested in Paul Ryan because I just felt like he was going to single-handedly have to like reassemble the Republican Party, which I guess he's not going to need to do because now they own three branches of government, which is insane. Well, they only own two right now, but three is looking likely. What's the th- Isn't the third executive? Well, the first one is executive, two is Congress, and the third is judicial. judicial oh, right, branch. right, right. Yes, yes, yes. And um, they probably will confirm whoever Trump nominates for that open uh, fuck, yes. spot. I'm sure and they will. Then, do, you, do you think Ginsburg is going to leave, or is she going to stay uh, now? She's kind of old. She said she was going to retire, but do you think that there's a part of her that feels now she has a moral obligation to stay? No, she's old. Come on. She probably would have voted for Trump anyway. What? In no universe. <laughs> She's old. What the fuck? In no, no, no universe. I, then, look, I'm not going to sit here and speculate about RBG's uh, employment status. It is RBG's moral obligation to stay on the court for another four years. If uh, she retires, can we make her devil tongue of the week? Yes, 100%. I vow here and now to make her devil tongue of the week if she reti- if she retires. She has cool. never, she has committed herself to this job, and it has never been more important. What <laughs> if, what if the difference between Ruth Bader Ginsburg retiring and not retiring was if there was a flirty, young, uh, Persian, maybe gay guy with a beard and a nose <laughs> ring who moves to Washington and all of a sudden sweeps her off her feet. Would you do it? Would I go? Yes, and become Ruth Bader Ginsburg's boy toy. Rod Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. I would take her last name. Take her last name. Would you do it? They'd be like, is he really like married to her? I'm like, yes. (laughs) Why wouldn't I be? I love Ruth and I love the puss. Yeah. They're like, something seems yeah. off. I would do whatever I had to do. Sell my body to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, 100%. She'd be like, Rod, massage my feet and then do the rest. And I'd be like, okay, like whatever you say, Ruth. <laughs> now sign this and promise me that you're staying for another four years. Like, I would do whatever for my country, yes. Hmm. Nightmare That's on big. my fucking Elm Street up in here. You know, the last, this is a side note, the last time the Republicans, the Republicans, there's only two other times the Republicans have apparently held, um, the president, like, been in the White House, been in the House and the Senate majority. And that was before the Great Depression, and that was before the Great Recession. <laughs> Wait, what? Which, which one's the—oh, 2008? Yes. Yeah. So, fascinating track People record. People still blaming that on Obama. It's like, what the fuck? That's always been the—that's been—that's the most unbelievable— yeah. How do you that, blame a guy that was in office 20 days? That's like, one, that's one of was. those illogical things where you're like, I don't even know how to reason with you if you can't just be reasonable inherently about this, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like we should wrap up. I don't even know. I don't know. Well, look, back to the condom issue. Super <laughs> dope. Glad uh, the people who work in that industry get to make the choice themselves. That's yeah, cool. I mean, I will say that this doesn't mean that there won't be condoms in porn, you know? There are. Right. It's just and now that you don't have to wear them. Right. Fair. Also, to my boys in Massachusetts, Nevada, and California, blaze it up. 420 a day. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. All right, you want some truth? If I was in California, I would have voted no on legalizing weed. Fact. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Just doesn't sound like a good, just doesn't sound, I don't see good stuff happening. I don't understand. People who want to buy weed get weed already. I don't exactly, understand how. Exactly. Why get corporate so, interest in weed? Well, because now you don't need corporate interest in weed. You just grow your own. You really think that the legalization of marijuana means we're going to see more mom and pop weed farms? No, you don't need mom and pop weed farms. I'm talking about just straight up growing it in your backyard. It's a fucking plant. Yeah, I guess you could, but, like, you're also going to get, like, corp... You're going to get, like, companies growing weed. Like, shitty weed. Bad weed. And they're going to push out, like, weed... Like, there's not going to be a... There's not going to be, like, a renaissance of legal weed farms. I don't think. Well, look. Oh, 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 really? Um, uh, ever heard of a thing called the craft brewery movement? (laughs) Um, (laughs) and... (laughs) You want to talk to me about the... 
the uh, corporate interests of Lagunitas Brewing Company? Well, okay, here, I'll tell you this. Uh. I'll tell you this. What about all the people in jail for when for having weed on them when weed was illegal? That sucks. How do I they mean, feel? I don't know. Yeah, that sucks. I think if you, had a, if you had a ballot initiative telling me that you're going to decriminalize weed, would have signed it in a second. Legalizing yeah. it? Like, irrelevant well, to Well, weed's me. already been decriminalized. I mean, yeah, you can't... It sucks. I don't know if you can retroactively go you back cannot. and, like, you cannot. set free the people who are in jail for weed. No, nope, you yeah, literally can't. There but are you know so what? many people who are in jail for life under three strikes law for having an eighth of weed that is now legal if you're above 21 in hey, California. Once again, thanks Ronald Reagan and the Republican Party for, for, for doing the whole war on drugs thing. You guys really, really blew it. I fucking hate America. I like it every once in a while and then quickly hate it. Well, blaze it up, dude. Don't know what else to say. Blaze it up and go not wear a condom and, and shoot your porn. Well, I've already done one of those things, so I guess it's time to smoke. Well, let's wrap it up then. Let's wrap it up. Um, this has been maybe the most depressing episode of Good Friends Podcast ever. I would, surpri- I would be surprised if you unsubscribed and never listened to us again. <laughs> uh, I might go hang myself. Um, yeah, so this is the finale. No. Um, oh, Plus my God. This has been a really this has been a really dour episode. But you know what? It's a dour air. I'm not in – you know, it is what it is. I mean, next week's not going to be this dour. But the reality mm-hmm. is we are going to continue recording under a Trump administration. Like, that is, you know – yeah. This is, a new, this is a new season. This is a new season of the show, and it is a new reality. It is a new moment in America. Can, can I just go, like, start hanging out in mosques and pretending that I converted to Islam just to fuck with uh, uh, whoever's, like, tailing, like, out in front of mosques, like, trying to fucking be all, please. like, fucking Jason Bourne and tail people? Like, we just oh, start hanging out in mosques, please, just to fuck with whoever's trying to mess with uh, Muslim people. 100%, y'all. Our mosques are open. We want all of you guys to chill great design really fun open space airy a lot of natural light yeah dude who doesn't like to go hang out a place where no shoes are allowed it's so clean it's literally clean it's literally beautiful have you been inside on a hot day it's cool stone it's so beautiful y'all are stupid if you don't go so everyone go to the mosques um i do want to say i was thinking during this like during this week just like and total side note but also completely related like just how successful al-Qaeda was in, like, undoing America in this, like, way. You know what I mean? Like, 9-11 quite literally, like, made America's knees buckle. Like, all of this is a reaction to 9-11. I mean, Trump is obviously a reaction to you know, Obama. Like, Obama was an earthquake and Trump is a tsunami, but, like, all this of this is, what is from 9/11. The terrorists want they try to this get you to want. fight each other, yeah. And they and it worked. It completely worked. Good job. This is just Good like job, Trump. There's this episode of The Twilight Zone that I actually urge everyone to watch. Um, it's called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, and it's an allegory for um, communist anxiety, or rather like McCarthyism, really. Um, but it it's just like you know this shit repeats like a hundred million times, like. It's a witch trial, or it's a McCarthy hearing, or it's, like, a radical Islam moment. So everyone should watch this episode. It's on Netflix. It's really intense. Um, And, yeah, I am so sad that, like, such a sexist and racist event. I mean, I think it was even more racist than it was sexist, I have to say. But I'm not trying to, like, pick these two things. I, I mean, think it was more racist. It was more, yeah, it was completely more. I mean, sexism. He didn't run on an anti-woman campaign. Yeah, exactly. He had, he had women running his campaign. Right. I mean, sexism at least is not the catalyst. You know, it was the internal bias that allowed for this to occur the way that it did. Yeah. But racism was fundamentally, like, the driving force of this totally. event. Um, and agree. it is an event. It was. It's This is one of the worst events in American political history. <laughs> Casually. Totally. Probably the worst. Probably the worst. Um, but, yeah, we're going to keep recording. We're back. This is a new season in more we ways don't. than one season it feel i feel like we've taken two big breaks and i kind of consider them like season breaks <laughs> in my head all right for everyone else this has been episode 65 65 yeah season three volume two part one <laughs> sure. remember when we did that 
while. Yeah, good luck try. Yeah, and then I was like, this is. I thought this was a joke, but then we kept going. And then we kept going. Yeah. I was like, yikes, this is really real. Um, also, yeah. really quick, my good friend, not yours, I guess, but my good friend of the week is Leonard Cohen, who passed away, luckily. Um, never been more jealous of the dude. Here's my thoughts on Leonard Cohen. Yikes. He's 82. I don't really feel bad if you're dead when you're 80. <laughs> also, who? What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Have you ever heard of a Leonard Cohen song? Yeah. Which one? Hallelujah, not for starters. One of the greatest ballads of all time. Hmm. What? Okay. <laughs> See, the theme song from season two of True Detective was Leonard Cohen. That song is miserable. He's a, I mean, most of his music is pretty miserable. It's very like, I think I'm dead. I had a coffee. I smoked cigars. I wish I died. It's all very... He but, sounds but, depressing, and maybe it's a good thing that he's dead. Fuck. I mean, I'll say this: Who did we lose this year? Let's do a quick. We did. We lost. But we lost Bowie. We lost Prince. Um, uh, those, were, those were the two big ones. Was there a third? I think there was a third. Robin Williams, right? Didn't he die? In no, he died. He died a year, uh, two years ago, dude. What? Oh fuck! <laughs> or a year ago, at least. Um, There's a lot. A lot. A bunch of celebrities died. Those were the two big ones um, I, in my that I'm like going to. But yeah, so my good friend of the week is Leonard Cohen. Hallelujah is an amazing song. That song is brutal. Um, it gets covered by so many people. I don't even attribute that to him. Really? So, yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah. It's true. That's it's an American classic. It's a classic song. Um, I don't know. All He's right. Canadian, so, right? Oh, I was right about. The, I was right about to say, but I don't think he was born here. Yes, he is Canadian. But that song so, is still ours. Canada doesn't get anything. Um, okay, well, it was so good talking to you again. I'm excited to do this again weekly. We are committed to returning to Good Fridays. Yeah, the last two weeks, I want to just say that Rod canceled like twice in a row. I canceled twice in a row. True say. (laughs) Don't blame me. I know there's so many Rod fans out there, but (laughs) blame, blame him, okay? Maybe my poll numbers will start to go up. Oh, my God. Rod Squad. Do not listen to this fear mongering, <laughs> this scapegoating. We know who our enemy is. It's the I like white that. man. Rod Squad. Rod Squad. <laughs> Hashtag Rod Squad. Rod Hive. Which one do we like more? Rod Squad or Rod, Rod Hive? Also, I checked our email, and Wendy Cornelius is the only person emailing us anymore. Oh my God. Also, this guy Shouts from to Wendy Cornelius. Universal Talents emailed us. Yeah, I hit him back. <laughs> and I was like, what and then do you he's want? like, He's like, hi again, mate. I mailed you some time ago. I simply wanted to inform you that your deadline for joining was December 1st. And then you click it, and it's like some re- it's like really shitty. Is it shady? Platform. Do we not trust? I don't know. It's really bad. An you experiment. You're the one who's com- conversating with him. I did. I conversated. I'm open to anything. I'm an open person. Yeah, if um, he gets his clicks, I'm down. Yeah, so maybe I'll hit this dude up but shouts to wendy cornelius whose birthday was election day a gift she did not deserve um and is she asking questions we need to be better about our email goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com continue to email i'm gonna make you my last she sent us an email 10 days ago that just said for helping immigrants chobani's founder draws threats (laughs) 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 so maybe we should change the chobani take because it sounds like he's a pretty good guy. It does sound like he's a pretty good guy. Actually, you know what? Next week, I am going to come with a list of, um, like, a list of at least, like, five to ten companies and products that have aligned with Trump, one of which is New Balance, the first major company to endorse Trump post-election. Um, what? Also, yes, New Balance shoes. I really urge everyone not to buy these motherfucking shoes. Um, also, I really urge everyone to switch to Square Cash instead of Venmo, which is part of eBay, the eBay family and owned by Peter Thiel, a major Trump supporter and a Supreme Court on the shortlist of the Supreme Court nominees. Fun fact. Peter Thiel? Yes, he is. He's on the shortlist. There's, oh, fuck. I mean, he would be one of the first Venmo. openly gay um, Supreme Court nominees, but, yeah, like, but I don't give a shit. Can you imagine how he would fuck over the First Amendment? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It would be, I mean, to be honest, to be honest, considering Trump's relationship with media, which is, by the way, insane because his entire presidency has been the result of the media's obsession with him, but his issues with the media and Peter Thiel's issues with 
the media, it would be a very interesting proxy choice. But I have a feeling he's not going to choose him. It's a little too abstract even for even for this presidency. I mean, I'm trying to delete Venmo right now. Yes, I urge everyone Square Cash. It's the same thing. Like, just it's it's the same thing, literally. Or just it's Snapchat Cash, right? Can Snap you Cash. Snap- yeah, but okay. I will say Snap Snapchat looks like it's mad easy to hack. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, but What's yeah, it called? Square Cash. Square Cash. Yeah, Square. You know the thing that like okay. you can plug into your iPad and swipe a credit yeah. card. We see it at like right. every festival or food truck. I think you owe me money, so you can hit me up there. Mm, um, so this is a good time to just sign off. Thank you guys so okay. much for listening. Um, <laughs> we love you guys so much. Stay. You know. Stay positive, keep your chin up, but grieve properly. This is a national nightmare, and I'm not going to urge anyone to get over it any sooner than they're ready. This is the worst thing that's ever happened in my lifetime, so (laughs) you know what it is. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bean. a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Give a little time for the child within you Don't be afraid to be young and free Undo the locks and throw away the keys And take off your shoes and socks and run Run through the meadow and scare up the milking cows Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away Stop and listen, love you